Canada. Oh, 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 wow. my vocal preparation that I do. <laughs> mamma mia, mamma mia, mamma mia. Super rushed musical. <laughs> Terry Foxy Ladies back. Back at it Summer again. Summer edition. Back again. We sweaty, we hot, but we in it to win it. It's real hot out here. It's so fucking hot. I'm like. It's nice and cool in here. I'm done with it. I'm done. It's literally June just always like, this hot in general. Is I this no? Is this unprecedented? No. You guys know the word. Heat wave. Say it with me. Unstoppable. <laughs> every year we have a heat wave, and every year everyone acts like it's the first time we've had a heat wave. I'm I, one of those people. This feels like the first time. <laughs> but this is even May, the first when it was heat really wave, hot like nine in already. If it was re- when it was really hot in May, though, wasn't that kind of kind of? That was bad, also. It was also very cold, like colder than average. It's just been swinging up and down. Yeah. I Every time I this like year, it. I contemplate just like chopping off my hair, but I will obviously never do it. I've always wanted you to get like a shorter haircut so your hair is like a little like floppy fro. I think it would be beautiful. And particularly in the summer, people constantly give me like unsolicited advice about what products I should use for my hair because <laughs> it gets more frizzy and it's so annoying because I don't use anything and they're like, wait, I have the best product for you. <laughs> Thank and you, like, stranger. Uh, <laughs> like one time at, when I was working at the consent office, I like I helped this woman get some like fucking energy rebate or something. And then she came back in the next day and was like, hey, so I was just like thinking about your hair and like as a gift for you helping me out for the energy rebate, I want to give you this product that I think would be really great for it. And it was like a used bottle with like a quarter left of the product in like a plastic <laughs> bag. I was like, thank you. That's actually <laughs> Did like, you use very it? Creepy. No, I threw it out. I don't I really yeah, imagine I never she, considered that's pretty it. rude. That used to happen to me with um, with tanning. Like people would suggest I get a tan, yeah. which is obviously rude. But it's it was just one of those weird things that like people feel that's okay to say to someone. Like, oh, you should go to a tanning bed. Like, and, as which pisses never me off. Heard. By the way, it's so Sorry? weird. Yeah. Also, how dare you recommend that Brayden take away her beautiful like ice queen Arctic yeah. look? Like that just drives I should say me that next wall. time. Excuse me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My ice queen Arctic look is part of who I am. Well, ninety percent of the time, the advice is basically to make you look more basic. It's like yes, I'm yeah. aware that with like the the americanized like makeup and hair look i could look a certain it always, way it always it's not what i'm going too. for and i it, obviously know that i have the yeah, like it's always pointing us the changes. obvious like when you have a hole in your shirt people are like did you know you have a hole yeah. in your shirt it's like i know as though you had never heard of hair product or i had never heard of a tanning slot and i'm like oh there's a solution to the problem that is that my skin color brayden you yeah. look so weird <laughs> no it'd be so fucking weird i know i want to like just for a gig i want to arrive one day just like bronze <laughs> do one of those glove like tanning has things happened. that would be like that would be like Jenna with huge knockers yeah oh, just would look oh so God. wrong yeah. so you saying huge so knockers yeah. was like affected me huge it knockers it was the right thing to say like it was very uh, honestly it made me think of them 
The tits are the worst part of summer for me. There's just always a pool of sweat, like, under my breasts, and it's just, I just want to cut them off. They make everything so hot. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. Similar to the hair thing, I cannot imagine what it's like to have big old bitties. Biggest. Like, biggest 20 breasts. pounds of extra uh, just has fucking boobs. We're like, Guys. my hair is so heavy. And Ainsley's like, shut the fuck up. Like, she's like, I have back problems. Oh, she's, uh. <laughs> Guys, I was, I was like, um, I've been trying to stay calm, cool, and collected during this, like, this heat wave. And I was in the fucking, I was in the Zares lineup to get in. And I was feeling like my faint girl persona come on. And I was no. like, don't faint in this line. I like, I hate it. it Why always are you happens. such a faint girl? I don't know. I have like. Do you take iron pills? Like, do you have anemia? I probably have a lot of shit wrong with me. Like, I don't know. But have you got your blood tested? I have low blood pressure. Ainsley, her faint girl status is part of who she is. And I'm hyper. No, it's not a part of who anyone is unless they have a disease or ill. Who she is? Stop telling her to change it. Yeah, leave me alone. It's a part of my identity. Um, I had like really horrible flashbacks. Um, I do. I do want to do a shout out to it's a pride month but i was like as i was in the line i was thinking about two years ago specifically right around this time when i fainted at that uh flag raising oh. yeah Jenna, that was a you need some of this man ainsley's showing a pill how do you have them like iron. at the ready <laughs> well i didn't plan on this this is they're at my desk yeah, that's the weird Guys, thing. Guys, I just it. received a very ominous notification that says, Hi, Braden Keeler, your order, and then there's a number, is scheduled to be delivered in the next three hours by our driver, Avanash. Avanash is currently completing delivery number one. You are delivery number 51. See you soon. But I didn't <laughs> order anything, and I don't oh. know what company this is. Oh. But Trust Avanash it. is coming. <laughs> you're number 51. See you it's soon. It's so scary. <laughs> I hate how they try to personalize it yeah. they're like your friendly neighborhood mailman yeah. like oh this is a fucking never contractor that you're like enslaving huh i never get those for deliveries like i never i get it when i'm deliver pizza it's like chadwick is chadwick putting your baking your pizza oh yeah that's domino's yeah but i don't get that for I've no, it went right to my direct email like it looks like a legit email what did i order anyways well let us know later yeah i'm get. facing my door so i'll, I'll <laughs> let the listeners know when avanash arrives avanash <laughs> that's a sick name i love it it reminds right, me of haberdashery double yes let's double double <laughs> double trouble two of the top trending tweets in wow, canada so, yeah you really outdone yourself this time <laughs> nice that is a good rhyme Mmm, coffee. Hashtag Trudeau worst PM ever. Yeah. Ooh, 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 yeah. Okay, so that's like first off, it's just a shitty t- like hashtag. It's, it's not too long. At it's all. not punchy. Yeah, yeah it's they didn't not get good. crafty with it. Um, but maybe yeah, that's so, part of it. They just don't have time. They just want is to this say triggered it. by yeah, one thing in particular, or yeah. just by all the things? Yeah, this is um because Canada lost their bid to get a seat on the United Nations Security Council, and I remember I got the notification off my so phone, funny. and I was like, hey, "That's so funny!" Like, and so shitty. And then I was like, "Wait, what is the United Nations Security Council? And is this like <laughs> detrimental to us as a country?" 
Yeah, so I don't understand why we want to be on this so bad. It's just like a um, bragging point for the PM, isn't it? Yeah, I, I was, honestly don't know. I looked into it because I was laughing about it, but then I was like, I have no idea what this even means. But I think at this point, um, it's all about kind of status, status and prestige because there's like 10 non-permanent positions um, aside from the five, like the US, UK, Russia, China, and France. Um, and those are the ones that hold the most power. And then the other 10 ones don't hold any power. But what then do they in do, general, though? nothing has even happened in the recent years because no one can agree on anything. Is it just so about like, like national or like global security if there's a crisis? Like Is that it? Peacekeeping. Yeah, like making, like I guess you get a vote and then you get to decide like where to invade or not. Um, <laughs> what Canada hasn't really, from what I was reading, it doesn't really seem like we deserve the seat. Like no. uh, we were helping out a little bit in Mali, but like for a year, like sent like 150 people. We, we don't have the same like peacekeeping reputation that we had when we did have a seat on the UN Security Council. I was reading this one article and um, so the Canadian foreign policy Twitter was like, uh, what makes Canada stand out at this year's UN Security Council elections? And the choices were diversity and inclusion, economic security, COVID-19 leadership, or <laughs> all of the above. <laughs> oh. And it's just like, what does uh, some one person wrote? Um, yeah, certainly Canada is uncommonly diverse and inclusive. What does that have to do with deciding whether to authorize invading Libya? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very, was, very true. Valid, I valid. read that policy experts say this is terrible for JT politically because I guess he was so personally invested in getting this bid because when he won the election in 2015, he was like, Canada's back, baby. And like Stephen Harper didn't get a seat, but he wasn't as set on getting it. And I guess Trudeau was... Was like all about it but then didn't really do anything to ensure that and he started the process way too late to campaign yeah we didn't spend as much money as like norway yeah. and ireland per capita on like peacekeeping stuff we didn't i find it very funny anything. that canada lost to ireland like norway i get it like you're a star in Norway, but like Ireland, like what? Your entire country is still warring. Like the Catholics and Protestants are still fucking killing each other. Like how did they win a seat? I think a lot of it is ass kissing. And I, I read that, you know, um, Ireland's been doing a lot for the past decade. And like they brought in apparently like you 2 to play for the UN General Assembly. That'll do it. That'll <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do it. Like Bono solidified a lot of their votes for that. I don't think Irish people are kill like killing each other still very often. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that is that still happening no, i thought not that was really absolutely. yes it no, is no the troubles aren't still occurring i mean people no, might like kill the troubles each we're not gonna name it that but even when i was in ireland this past summer like i was there for like the orange day or whatever and it was fucked they literally have like warnings where like everybody needs to stay inside like yeah but you... that's that exact day like like on your average day it's not like dangerous no there's to still walk a around no, if you don't mention if you're Catholic or Protestant, there's still like a huge fucking divide on that in Northern uh, Ireland and I, stuff. Like I, it's very bad. In like just from what I've heard, like from my family mem members there, they don't. They said that they try not to discuss that the troubles specifically because it's like dark. But I mean, they didn't seem to think that it was super da like dangerous to mention your religion or anything. But I don't in know. In certain parts, changed. no, because everybody's a part of the same religion. But if you go into certain cities like Dublin and stuff, people are still very much so like at war with well, each it's other. Well, it's two different countries. 
I know. Like, it's Britain and Ireland, so that's, they're going to be separated by the actual border. Yeah, but there's still, like, it's very evident, the divide there between, like, Catholic and Protestant, and how, like, angry they get at each other. Back to the Security Council for a sec. Um, I read, like, Matt Gurney's piece for the National Post, and it was called Canada's Back, and the United Nations rightfully, or rightly didn't notice, and he was just, like, alluding to the fact that the UN is dysfunctional anyway, and in this current form, he said it's obsolete, um, because I didn't, I guess, uh, the five like big ones as i meant the big boys big boy countries uh, that i mentioned they each have veto power which means that one of them could say no from any of the countries that would cancel out any resolution regardless of international support so i really think they're getting nothing done like what do they even do they go there it seems to me it's like the olympics like every time there's this huge bid to get the olympics in and then it's just like is it even worth it it comes with so many costs and it's like what's the point besides like kind of bragging rights for the pm there was also a few points made that like um canada's public commitments to human rights were compromised by its defense of of SNC Lavalin, mm-hmm. um, which has admitted fraud and bribery in Libya, and then there was uh, evidence of increased weapons sales to Saudi Arabia, which the government said is there's no evidence that's going to terrorist groups. But like, so it's just it seems like we didn't really deserve the seat. And congrats to Norway and Ireland. Yeah, <laughs> you guys, you guys, you guys did great. They worked hard. hard I also well. like. Yeah. Cr- I, I, one final point is I like Chris Selly calling it objectively weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. was so obsessed with getting this seat. <laughs> objectively weird is so harsh. Like, <laughs> I felt pain like hearing But that. it really described this. Like, I, yeah. I, I just couldn't wrap my mind around, I don't know, his his goals in this. So okay. funny. Um, next up for a hashtag, a uh, spicy hashtag this week, is hashtag Spongebob is gay. Oh my god. Mm. Oh, Happy Pride Month, SpongeBob everyone. Uh, no, he's technically queer. So. <laughs> <laughs> so what did they, they do? They just came out with, like, Nickelodeon came out with just an image of Spongebob, but with this, like, rainbow filter over it, and they were like, yes. He's so queer. Yeah, I think dumb. they, like, like declared <laughs> that he's part of the queer community. Which I think a lot of He's people had already. He's a goddamn sponge. He has, like, yeah. he has no sex. Like what? But well, no. People on the show do like. You don't know what's think, under his pants. Yeah. Sea so, sponges have no I sex. I like to think so, of SpongeBob as having genitalia. Like I do like to think of him as asexual. If anything, I'm God. pretty sure there was stuff before about like him be like. I think people had already kind of so thought that he was gay yeah, before so that. Yeah, so I saw some stuff, funny tweets on Twitter being like, of course he's gay. Um, but then there was this one that was weird. It says, why are y'all so surprised SpongeBob is gay when he literally drove like this? And it's just a gif of SpongeBob <laughs> driving a boat very erratically. And I'm like, is there a stereotype that gay people are about at driving? <laughs> I don't Me think either. so. Like, I don't think it like, matters is, like, either way. Gun. It's just obviously some sort of like attempt for them to like gain some, you know, public or whatever yeah it's pride month so here's a way to kind of like i I kind of like it (laughs) Um, (laughs) like i i I find it kind of silly when people do that like jk rowling's always like revisionist historying her characters which is fine but it's just a little silly but i feel like spongebob everyone kind of assumed he's gay so it's kind of like cute for them to just 
say I don't know. I, I never assumed he was anything because fucking sea sponges are hermaphrodites and they have no fucking well, gonads. Like, but he has a personality of. of I know. Human. I'm obviously <laughs> joking. Oh, <laughs> like, like I don't. Know, I really liked SpongeBob growing up. Yeah, me fan. too. So I don't give a fuck me, either way. Like it doesn't change his personality. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it was less of a stretch than like other companies doing it. Of yeah. course, it was still uh, opportunistic, I guess, but I thought it was more like ki- like warm heart or kind hearted than your average. Here's one. here's a question. Here's another tweet. Now that we know SpongeBob is gay, who's SpongeBob most likely been fucking? Patrick. The I options guess? were Patrick, Squidward, Mr. Krabs, or all of the above. Squidward. I think yeah, I, I sense some sexual tension between yeah. them. Also, and like Patrick neighbors. is like mentally disabled. Yeah, so. yeah that wouldn't be right. No. That wouldn't and be okay. And consensual. They have a nice relationship. <laughs> yeah, and don't fuck that up. Challenged. Don't fuck your friends, people. Yeah. One time, my mom called SpongeBob uh, "Sponge Pop Jump Pants." It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god, it was amazing. It's like my like parents calling Pokemon Pokemans and stuff. It's like, just don't try it. I, I know what was up with the like cognitive impairment of everyone that age during the '90s, where they couldn't pronounce Pokemon. Like, I think why it was just they like, do it? like a personalized. Thing. Like, you know, when someone really likes something, but you think it's dumb, so you like pretend not to like yeah. get what they're talking about, so they have to like keep going and going and look stupider and stupider. I feel like it was that. I That's think why they was, said Pokemans? It was specific. I think that joke was kind of specific to moms in, or yeah. parents in the way that they mispronounced popular kids' things. So Pokemon was just the popular thing at that time. So they would say, like, Pokemans or whatever. It's kind of... Yeah, but why? Because they're making fun parents, of it because like, it's dumb. Still it's a cartoon. Do that. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, they're like, it's not just their inability to learn the word. I think it's, like, their unwillingness and yeah. their... <laughs> You know, they're like, this is something that does not relate to me. Like, the Pokemon mans, you know? <laughs> I just don't... Like, I, I get where you're like where you're going with it, but it, I can't quite make the leap from that to saying Pokemans. Like, I wonder if they're going to come like, out and say, did it. It's like, it, like mispronouncing was... someone's name to show your dominance or something, yeah. or forgetting <laughs> someone's name. I wonder if they're going to huh. come out and say, like, Pikachu is gay. Everyone's gay. Every cartoon character is gay. On that there. too, I, I'm like, it's so bizarre Homophobia to me. Homophobia is over. It's so bizarre to me that like a product of the internet age is like coming out to your followers as well. Like you have your actual coming out with your friends and family, and then you have to make some like long-winded social media statement paired with like a selfie and a rainbow on social media as well. It's so fucking weird to me because so many celebrities and stuff are coming out as like, oh, I'm pansexual, I'm bisexual, like because it's Pride Month, and I'm like, what's going on? Like, why do you need to like announce this to everyone? It's bizarre. I, I did uh, hear an interesting thing once saying like some gay people really resenting that sort of narrative and like how it's it feels very compulsory now and they're like I don't mm-hmm. want to like have like a coming out fucking party or celebration to my parents yeah. like I just moved out and had sex with who I wanted to have sex with and yeah. it was just sort of like you come over one day like hey here's my, I don't know here's I, my I boyfriend, could see yeah. it there being like a lot of like pressure and then that just sort of 
uh, inadvertently marginalizes that mm-hmm. even more. Um, so I don't know. It's it's just I, I imagine it would be very so weird and complicated right now. To I also and just inherently, it's it's weird to talk about your sexuality with your parents, like even uh-huh. as a straight person. Like I'm not yeah. I'm like mom. I sleep with men. Like <laughs> yeah. I, she doesn't I was wanna... so embarrassed to say I had a boyfriend the first time I had a boyfriend. Oh my, to my god, mom. Me too. like it was so embarrassing to me. Yeah, I couldn't handle any discussion regarding sex like my mom had the phase talks I think I've talked to you guys about this like phase one was my period and then phase two for some reason all I can remember was that it was like boners and she told me about how a penis got hard and I peed my pants laughing on her bed and then I was so ashamed and I just went to the bathroom and started crying oh my god Jenna (laughs) your your stories of your coming of age I wasn't ready for phase two clearly (laughs) The phases. That brings us to our next talk. Does your mom have a manifesto? Like, I really want to read it. Wait, did she? Okay, I haven't heard this. So did your mom uh, give you basically the birds and the bees talks in phases? Yes. Is this a well-known thing? I I don't think. It was just definitely a my mom thing. I don't know. That Um, is... It's kind of charming and kind of funny at the same time. Yeah, I can't remember any other phases. Like, all I remember is the period, and then the boners, and then everything else is a blur. <laughs> the rest, you all blacked out, depressed. <laughs> I never had a specific talk, I don't think. But I remember being mortified by the whole process. But just on that topic, my mom taught sex ed at my older brother's, like, in my older brother's class, because my mom's a nurse. And, like, that's out of a fucking movie. And I don't know why anyone allowed that to happen. And they say it with such nonchalance. I'm like, that could have been deeply traumatizing. Yeah. Yeah. That would be. She, like, takes out the banana and is like, okay, this is usually how I like to put on the condom. And (laughs) your brother is, like, convulsing. Yeah. I don't understand why my mom thought that would be a good idea. Why the school allowed that, like, you think there'd be sanctions in place. Yeah aren't anyway, there yeah like i thought there were i don't know i they they're weirdly they don't like make a big deal out of that story and i'm like that they're could that should be it. in a movie that's crazy yeah that's definitely movie material it's a sitcom thing where you're like this would never happen yeah. <laughs> all right let's okay. let's move on to bubbles bubble boys bubbles. ford has announced bubbles. that we're all to maintain a bubble of social bubble. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you do. you need. You need to pick ten people, and you need to stick with those ten people. And you can't. And that's like, the way to balance. You can't hop from like one group of ten people to a different group of ten people. You have to no, pick ten. You got people a bubble of twenty people. They're in your bubble, and you can't see anyone else. It's something that can get out of hand very quickly. I what think. was the exact <laughs> phrasing they use where where they said to trust in your bubble? Yeah, um, obvi- obviously really they weird. mentioned their actions but I thought it was very sweet to hear they're like trust in your people yeah, and I, I think that's that great right advice now. even uh- care for your bubble yeah <laughs> your bubble. like that should be advice we take <laughs> onward even yeah, after call COVID. your bubble ask them how they're doing offer <laughs> yeah. them a massage <laughs> no my mom she texted me so first of all i got a text from my sister like a warning being like jenna mom is gonna call you in like five minutes because she's calling all of us to solidify our bubble just giving you a heads up she's being fucking nuts and then all like 
my mom calls me, I end it because I just don't want to deal with it. And then I get a text from her and she was like, did you hear about Doug Ford's announcement today? We have to strategize on who is in our circle of trust of 10. Um, I, I think that day that they released the bubble news was the day that I didn't have a housewarming party, obviously, because of COVID. <laughs> but I had some a small group of ladies over and then we were like we immediately chose our, our bubble <laughs> yeah <laughs> like kind of inadvertently i was like well i know and people there were like asking me they're like well are you going to tell your mom about this bubble that you've already made like are you gonna lie about this bubble and i was like oh my god and then other people are asking me like are you gonna create a baby bubble once your sister has her baby in a month and like who is gonna be in it and it was it's just this, like whole thing and it's it's it was very overwhelming to me. My parents I felt didn't a lot even, of immense pressure. My parents didn't even hear about it. Like my mom randomly called me like two days later. I was like, oh yeah, did you hear about Ford's bubbly? She was like, oh no, you want you want to come up to the cottage? I was like, oh, okay. I feel like maybe I'm wrong, and it's just the people I'm hanging out with. But I didn't, except for the day it came out, I didn't hear a lot about the bubble thing afterwards. Because people it, have already it, given it really up on is COVID. Very hard to enforce. <laughs> Because yeah. all the is it nine or ten people? Ten. ten. All the all the ten people then have to confirm that they choose those ten people. I don't really understand. Like, yeah, my yeah. mom was I don't have ten people. people that would all choose the same ten people. My yeah. mom was like vetting us on our due diligence to stick within the bubble and to like choose family members over other family members. She's like so like. You need to stick with my bubble, and Ryan She's can't see his mom and pregnant sister. And I was like, Ryan wants to see his pregnant sister. I don't yeah, know what to tell you. And she's like, Well, you, we gotta she stick got to our bubble. She got cutthroat right away. <laughs> she was cutthroat. It was nuts. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, anyway, Brayden. Though. I don't see how this could ever work in practice. Like, no one's got a list of all the people they might want to see, and then they're gonna start crossing out the people that aren't making it, and then they're and gonna then be like, like to call those them people, all up you and can like, only see these people, <laughs> yeah, because your bubble has to stay within the bubble. I it mean, like that would only work very well if you had a ten-person immediate family or something so it would be easy to kind of enforce that but um it's probably another one of those things where they know people aren't wholly gonna do that and it's more of a encouragement to stay in don't go crazy don't don't be having a party i feel like nobody gives a shit anyway though like every time i go to a store now nobody gives a shit they're not following the directions and everyone's like practically kissing each other and like bars are opening back up there's like giant people groups of people on patios it's just the patios though yeah Um, i live in an area (laughs) i live in an area and i personally feel like in this area people seem to be taking it pretty seriously and they've made it so that you have to wear a mask in any store um and even i've been to a patio since then and they only allow one person in the restaurant so if you have to use the washroom like literally only one person can be in the entire restaurant besides the employees which seems pretty solid as a plan and they monitor that they have like a gatekeeper what we need to do is we need to identify the super spreaders did you guys hear about this there's people who shed the virus more readily and they're driving the pandemic and they're estimating that about 20% of people are responsible for 80% of cases. Oh my God. Do you think it's people who sweat more than others? Cause then I'm definitely a super spreader. 100%. I don't know. I don't know what the like science is behind that. Whether it's like just cause of the way your 
body is or the way you spray when you talk is it or like, like what is it directly related to like a person's like physiology or is it related to what people are doing like if no you it's work their in physiology a- apparently oh. but I, i'm not sure but that's because yeah because that was the first thing i thought it's like okay well yeah some people are just like walking around coughing on everyone yeah. but apparently <laughs> there's like also a physiological component to it yeah. This virus is crazy. Maybe if you're like, crazy. yeah, you spit more when you talk. Like Ryan told me that when they first got the glass installed at his work, it was a very frightening experience because he realized how much people actually spray when they, when talk. they talk. Oh, can you see the spray? Like, I wonder if people with lisps are more likely to. <laughs> to spray. Oh my God, Jenna. <laughs> People with lisps are the 20% responsible for the spread of COVID. Guys, I have a question (laughs) for you all. (laughs) Um, So we've heard of these super spreaders now. There's also the... Like the unta- <laughs> not untouchables, Jesus! Like the, the people that <laughs> the, the untouchables, yeah, the unsymptomatic, also known as the untouchables, starting now. Um, so, so like they're untouched by the virus, but the irony is they can't touch others. Okay. Oh no! Wait, no, they can't. <laughs> what was okay. the question in there? <laughs> I'm getting to that. This no, is the like beginning. Of it. This is the inner workings of my mind. Okay, so the untouchables, the super spreaders. And we have just your regular old COVID getters. Stop! <laughs> but all four of us oh have God. never got COVID yet. Knock on yeah, wood. We know of. What do you think you are of those options? Okay. Mm. Um, uh, unsymptomatic secret spreader. That's that's what I would I guess agree myself to be. About that, about you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next, Ainsley. Ainsley, super spreader. Super spreader. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. Ainsley shrugged as though she already knew. I did. I uh, did know. <laughs> Jenna, Jenna, Jenna. I could also peg as a super spreader, yeah, and she'd be so stressed about yeah. it. She'd be like, Guys, I've infected eighty percent of the town. I didn't mean to. I'm so sorry. She'd like and the faint. more she stresses, the more she sweats, and the more she yeah, spreads. That's why she's a super spreader. <laughs> yeah, it's I distra- definitely it's am. It's stress related. <laughs> Brayden. I don't know what Brayden would be actually. Maybe you're a COVID getter. I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm not a... gonna get it, but, but that's what people. That's like, what I just, they all say, isn't it? I know. I just don't think I'm capable of it. <laughs> 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 I don't have what it takes. Everyone goes. I feel like everyone goes through like extreme panic of like getting it, and then like extreme. Nonchalance that they'll never yeah. get it and never have and never will. There's a kid I've kind of like- maintained that nonchalance. If we go back to the episode we had when COVID first came on the scene, I would like to hear our conversation. I posted it on Instagram. And I was like, I'm I'm not going to get it. And you were like, why would you say yeah. that? You're fucking jinxing yourself. And I was like, oh, God. Yeah, there's a kid um, that works directly with Dylan who is off work for the next couple of days because he just got tested. So if his is positive, Does Dylan then know Dylan... you're a super spreader? I don't know, man. But if this <laughs> guy your, gets a, it's that's gets your a positive test... That's your responsibility to tell people. Wait, does he have symptoms? Is that why he got tested? Yeah. and oh, like no. if, Really? Yes, oh, like no. I don't know what what wasn't serious about me being like a kid at Dylan's work is getting tested you, for COVID. You're sometimes silly. Oh, I thought you <laughs> said Dylan is Billy. getting tested. <laughs> no, like, but the kid works directly with Dylan every one of his shifts. So if he tests positive, then Dylan's off work for a bit, and we all probably have fucking COVID. So 
Right. Well, at this mm. point, I'm less. I'm also less stressed about it because I know of people who got it, and unless they were extremely old, yeah. they seem to be fine. So yeah. it's just the matter of spreading it. If you do have it, like I'm gonna be so fearful of everything I fucking do. Like, yeah, no, for sure, it puts you into this like mental bubble. I no longer live with my elderly. Na- obviously, my nana's elderly, but I no longer live with her as <laughs> my of very last young. Week, so I feel a lot nana. more chill. <laughs> But I, yeah, yeah my young hot Nana. Um, yeah, so it, and that, I, like, I've gone out now, not like to parties or anything, but I've gone out in public basically. And yeah, I don't know too. how I ever didn't go out in public now. It seems <laughs> crazy. But seems you can like get used to way. anything. Okay, next. So there was a <laughs> no kerfuffle <segue. laughs> about the intoxication defense to committing violence in the courts. Um, who knows the most about this? So Canada removed a law that technically bars intoxication, using intoxication as a defense to violence. Um, it was kind of a result of a case of two different cases of young men um, who killed relatives. Um, <laughs> like, but they were both, I think, high or something. Yeah, they were on drugs. Or drunk. Um, anyways, it wasn't directly i don't believe a result of sexual assault but basically the implications are that men could now use um drunkenness etc as a as a defense oh my god sorry as a defense for sexual assault that's what people are kind of jumping to what they were worried about yeah yeah which Which of course that's a reasonable worry um there people are saying that this kind of fails to protect women and children who are disproportionately victims of violence um, and it's more protecting the accused first. Yeah. So I, at first I saw the, I saw the headlines and I was like, oh shit. Um, but then I looked more into it and I was like, okay, these fucking headlines, like the media, it was such a good example of the media simplifying a story and headlines to get clicks. Like the headline for one was Ontario court throws out law barring self-induced intoxication as defense for sexual assault. And like, first of all, these two cases that this law was changed for didn't involve sexual assault. The men were also like, so it's, it was based on like a automatism. I don't even know how to say that, but it basically means like it was involuntary. Um, and in the one case, the guy had taken magic mushrooms with his friends and then went into a state of psychosis and stabbed his father a bunch of times. And the other time a guy tried overdosing, on Wellbutrin and then he failed like and he came out of the overdose and then thought that his mom was an alien he also went into a state of psychosis and started stabbing her she survived so the whole thing is that I was looking more into this because I was like okay what does this even mean and there are two types of automatism so there's sane automatism which is what these two men were using the defense of which is me which means it's a physical act you had no control over so it's an external element Um, a reaction to something and then there's insane automatism which depends on the intent and what situation or circumstance you were mentally in so there's an internal element so I like watch this YouTube video and it used two examples for sane automatism for example hypoglycemia a person takes too much insulin sugar level drops they become violent Um, then for insane automatism hypoglycemia it's a person forgets to take insulin sugar level becomes up or becomes violent so it's like a disease of the mind is another example where it it means that the problem could reoccur so in the latter the person would be put into a psych hospital 
hospital and for the sane one they would be acquitted um but the whole thing was that like first of all i was reading more about like what lawyers had to say about this and it's such a fucking hard defense to use because not only does a person have to be completely out of control of their own body but the defense needs to have some kind of corroboration from a person who witnessed the defendant's actions as well as expert medical advice and then um it's not like any would-be criminals um would think that this ruling means it's an easy out in the future um they're gonna have a rude they're gonna have a rude awakening because um like not only are legitimate cases of this kind of automatism extremely rare the amount of evidence medical and otherwise required to even mount this kind of defense in court is daunting how would you gather medical evidence for somebody like taking a bunch of mushrooms and going crazy though like you could just take a little bit of mushrooms and not go crazy and kill your fucking mother and the medical evidence on that would still show that there were mushrooms but someone's not going to basically use like do mushrooms in order to be able to do that like it have to be such a specific amount of circumstances and i totally agree that this was such a clickbaity article that people kept posting and it's not their fault i mean it does sound really bad by that headline absolutely Mm -hmm. but it's i i really it's not gonna be like some guy got wasted and then raped someone but he's off the hook that's like such an oversimplification it's like the insanity plea like the insanity Mm -hmm. plea has existed for a really long time um obviously and it's so hard to use like it's almost never used i think the greyhound killer got it because he and again they had to bring in medical experts and like mm-hmm. all these records and stuff to prove that he was like legitimately like on a d- another planet when he did that it's like almost never fucking used and i agree that this has to just exist as a defense it doesn't mean it's kind of like just because manslaughter exists doesn't mean that people who commit first degree are are now going to always rely on that like you need to have um you need to have give people options to defend themselves as best as possible because that's how you have fairness in the criminal justice system and it's just like um you know expanding their powers at a time when we've like the the conversation was going in one sense in terms of like oh it's so the justice system is so unfair and then like immediately after uh it'll be like no we need to like Uh, make sure that it's very hard to defend yourself in the criminal justice system and i I, that these are the types of things that make me feel like i'm going crazy because like the narrative just changes like literally like on its head one day and i it makes me feel fucking mentally ill because i'm just like (laughs) do people not have fucking principles and like and what you were saying like yeah when i heard this i was like i'm sure there's more to it than they're saying and and I, i i hate to see um this is the problem with kind of like social media and the new reporting where it's just uh you report in a way that generates a lot of outrage rather than in a way that generates understanding a a lot of uh right away lawyers um one of you guys just said that were in a defense of them doing that was that it's going to be rarely used and then people were Mm -hmm. again using that as like that's not a reason to make a law or to get rid of a law that it will be rarely used And and it is um and that it's hard to use it doesn't anyways um what is it was, what it was were nice any of to these see guys people... sentencing though like the guy who did shrooms for example like what was his sentencing like is this guy just out and about able to do shrooms anytime and possibly enter that state again and kill another fucking person well i'm sure if he so after this happens i'm sure that if he were to do shrooms again and perhaps something else happened then he would be it would go into the insane automatism because 
it's a reoccurring situation, then he'd be fucking, he'd be sent to a psych ward, basically. But it's the whole thing of that, like, I think a lot of the evidence, too, that backs up these cases is people who knew these people previously, um, doctor's notes, all these different medical examinations. And and even, I think, the parents in both situations were like, this was completely out of their character. At least the Nana, I think, the one who survived, was like, he was not himself. And that yeah, also so there's not going to be a it. high recidivism with something like that if you're going to release them. Those people aren't people, I'm sure they've looked into it, that are going to repeat those crimes. It's not like mm-hmm. a violent person that talked about killing their parents all the time and then snapped when they did drugs. It would be someone that had yeah, no the, prior one guy like overdose on Wellbutrin. Like, you know how, like, they're, I was reading up on Wellbutrin too and overdose effects, and they're fucked. Like, you can completely lose control of your body. I mean, a lot of the time people just like have seizures and stuff, but mm-hmm. it has an um, it has properties in it that uh, I think uh, can also be related to crystal meth and like bath salts and stuff, which I didn't know. I'm never doing mushrooms again. Yeah. Yeah. No. What the no, fuck? No, no. <laughs> it just seems weird to me like i understand that like obviously it's a hard to use defense but it's also at the same time i'm kind of like this dude fucking killed someone whether he was in his like right mind or wrong mind he still had enough wherewithal to know the what a fucking knife was for you know what i mean like and know that it was a weapon and like insane or not that's fucking dangerous your mind is detached from your bodily functions. I get like to be what, clear, what's I happening. I still think I there's think... a danger for this person to be out in the public, though. No. Yeah, I, I, I understand think it, it. I think that. I think the point is just making it not making it impossible to use that as a defense. Yeah. I don't think like I, I think it should always be obviously case by case. I don't think, yeah. of course, that if someone's just like, well, I did drugs, like, oh, well, that's okay. Then of course, I don't think that anybody wants that. Mm-hmm. It's more just like it needs to be available mm-hmm. as a defense, just like the insanity plea needs to be available as a defense, but hopefully rarely used and very difficult to prove. Um, I mean, like, yeah. And I personally agree that, I mean, that would be about your opinion on if you think it's justice for someone that did something bad to be out again, I mean, if, if they're not going to commit another crime, I'm personally okay with that. There Our wasn't bodies any... are capable of insane things if we are thrown out of the normal consciousness. Like, you know, Brayden's chocolate eating at night. Does she know she's doing <laughs> yeah, it? No. What if I kill someone yeah, at like, night? I would be like, Brayden, a... you got to use the same automatism and <laughs> Yeah, Please. I have um, a thing just for the listeners where I eat kind of in my sleep i don't know if anyone else knows of this but uh you kind of go into a trance and i'm i'm slightly conscious but have very little control over my actions um anyway so i eat a shit ton of junk food in my sleep and it sucks and you're guilty yeah and it well that's the debate here (laughs) (laughs) am i guilty of uh being guilty of snacking (laughs) it's just so it's just so scary to me like just fucking people can do shrooms and just fucking kill someone okay um uh curb penalties so everyone got serb curb i guess we'll go with serb um and uh so now the government uh released a statement that they are thinking about putting people potentially Uh, either it was a fine or even maximum sentence would be like six months in jail or something like that if you were found to be like defrauding intentionally the government 
There's three to four of us are on CERB. (laughs) This podcast is funded by the government. (laughs) Are you on CERB? I'd like to see exactly all your documents. My papers? Yeah. Yeah, because they're going to fucking jail. Because yeah, there's a uh, snitch line that I'm excited to you. <laughs> like, what the fuck at that snitch line? That's so disturbing. The worst Karens right. and Kevins are going to fucking use that. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. tangentially related to this is that the CRA opened a, a, a line you can call, basically, to uh, to um, expose people Nar- of their Serb fraud, etc. To <laughs> so So, in turn, I guess they can face jail time or fines which is very uh, it's not funny i guess i don't know trudeau <laughs> was criticized by as ainsley says jag um and jag said one day he got down on one knee for systemic racism yet this bill would target those exact marginalized communities that are already unfairly pit against the criminal justice system and living in poverty so jag was referring to the overrepresentation of uh, poc people in canadian jails um, but the Lib's goal was to only punish people who knowingly and wrongfully applied for CERB. But like, which I get, I have a hard time. I understand, as Brayden has pointed out, that there have been a couple people she's known personally who are like, I'm going to apply for EI and CERB. Um, but some people, as much as it was like a simple process, although maybe some of us didn't even have uh, simple times with the application, there was so much confusion as to who was. Um, able to apply and who wasn't and how are they actually going to differentiate these people from the ones I, who accidentally applied enter snitch line yeah <laughs> um yeah so all the fucking uh yeah the snitch line is like the the distillation of like cancel culture but like in favor of the government um but i do wonder if they kind of just made this announcement to like deter people from using it inappropriately and i do wonder or i hope at least that no one's going to fucking jail over something like this (laughs) i Um, would be very surprised if someone did even the amount of money you could have possibly quote unquote stolen what is it four months time like eight thousand dollars back uh yeah you pay it back i don't it's not a great thing to do of course but and i agree with what you said jenna that there's there was it's too hard to have done that accidentally i think i even i'm like did i do it accidentally like you could you could point to something and be like you see for this reason you shouldn't have applied and i'd be like i'm fucking going to jail (laughs) like i don't (laughs) yeah like um they were also saying that uh workers would not be eligible for the income support if they fail to return to work when it is reasonable to do so and their employer asks them to if they fail to resume self-employment when it is reasonable to do so, or if they decline a reasonable job offer when they're able to work. And again, it just seems like that would be hard to prove. And it might just be sort of like to give people like a kick in the pants about it. I don't know. Also, um, yeah, especially with uh, when your employer asks you to, because you can claim unsafe work conditions as well, mm-hmm. which yeah. they couldn't really argue too much with. I'm like, I didn't feel like my work was safe, though. What are they really going to come back with that? And again, it's just not enough money for them to like, you're not making enough money on serve for that to have. Yeah. For people to be so encouraged to not go back to work. Maybe some people, of course, are making a little bit more money, but not. Mm. I don't think enough that that would be any encouragement to do so. Also, so many people, too, like, 
kind of had to leave their jobs because they had kids and all the daycares closed and all the schools closed and they have kids to take care of and so obviously they would go on CERB like yeah it's it's a bit confusing mess the CRA already has the power to like investigate scammers who are defrauding the government so that's another reason I thought maybe like making this announcement was more just to like get the message out I don't know like yeah, I don't think they know what they're going to do yet in general. They're yeah. just kind of like shaking their fists like, you you better be good. <laughs> that came out really weird. <laughs> I don't think, uh, uh, do the guys think Canadians are snitches? I don't think so. I hope not. Obviously, there are people who would use the lines, but I like to think that. Sonia always says snitches get stitches (laughs) but I I, I think maybe some people will use it kind of in a revenge type thing Mm -hmm. but I don't think enough that it's again something we have to worry about yeah I hope so it's good that they've extended it I know I was reading in the US that like some payments were ending and I was like oh god this is just gonna fuck things up even more yeah how about um, they extended for for another eight weeks is that the deal Hell yeah. I actually just uh, returned to work this week. I forgot to mention that. After three months of... How's that going? Exactly three months. Um, I was really anxious to go back just in the way you are. It kind of felt like first day jitters or when you get a new job. I kind of felt like that. And I was worried things would be different, etc. Um, and I had grown accustomed to the Serb life. Uh, but <laughs> but um no i'm i'm i think i'm i'm happy to be back it's nice to have a such a tangible goal every day um but i was nervous because it's been so like three months when are we ever gonna have three months off work again in our lives and yeah so weird it was such a I weird some experience ambition. Ryan came home the other day and was like, "Hello, my little house plant," because I'm just like <laughs> that's so cute all the time. Ouch. <laughs> um, someone suggested like I was reading this thing instead of clawing back the entire serb payment, if someone makes more than a thousand dollars a month, then they could keep like a certain proportion of the serb, um, like so it was more like a gradually phased out or something. I don't know because what do you guys think of I know you, you touched on it briefly uh Brayden that for a lot of people the 2000 a month isn't enough to make people not want to go to work but I think I remember at my best making like 3000 a month so I don't know I feel like I mean it's, a month it's is not legit. that it's not that different than what I make I, I do make more than that so it's a little little bit hard to uh I I kind of get it but yeah. I also think inherently, maybe this is completely naive of me, like people want to work and people want to go back to their lives enough. There's definitely going to be people that take advantage of it, but I I, I think it's just kind of something we have to fucking deal with because it's this yeah. horrible time that, I don't know, this is when like your taxpayer dollars are here to help people, etc. And like too bad. Some people are going to fuck with it and there's nothing we can do about that, but hope people are good. And yeah. And creating a system where people don't, where people aren't like, well, paid so low or hate their job so much that they would rather just like stay at home. Um, With regards to the um, CERB payment and about are people making enough money for this to encourage them not to do it? I did read an article that drew attention to that, that 
um, people maybe aren't going back to work because they're not getting a good enough deal at their job. And it can actually be beneficial that like minimum wage isn't enough or worker conditions are enough. And instead of putting the responsibility on the worker, it's like you have to make work more more of a, an encourageable place to go to. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe the fact that people are making such little money is probably an issue that they want to stay on CERB. Like, what would I rather be doing? Like, staying at home, being able to be with my dogs, take them out whenever I want to, like, do art, like, do my homework and make 2000 bucks a month or go to a shitty minimum wage part-time job and work there and get harassed by Karens all day, making way less. Where they don't necessarily care, especially jobs that weren't super good about taking care of your safety or protecting their workers in this time. So maybe they need to step up their game if they want us to go back to work. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the the system needs an overhaul. Like, it's it's just a big, uh, like, food chain of shit. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I know some small business owners and, like, they're trying their best. But, I don't know, with things being offshore, people want really cheap products. And because people demand really cheap products, they don't want to shop at places that pay their workers well so those places never survive so it's all just like a big mess and i don't even know where it would begin but definitely um the responsibility shouldn't fall on individual workers that's for sure just anecdotally about me returning to work um we fulfill orders from uh the company napoleon i guess um and I'm just like alarmed at how many people are have such little compassion for the fact that delivery is slow right now. So many people call to complain about it. And you have to know that there's extenuating circumstances and and these aren't four things that you need right away. I understand if you're like my air conditioning's broken, but it'll be like my fucking $5,000 barbecue hasn't arrived yet. Like it's <laughs> it's a week overdue and like you just want to be like are you fucking kidding me? Like there's bigger shit going on. Um, I'm going to take yeah. this opportunity to call out the producer who texted me the other day being like, have you fucking received your Terry Foxy lady merch yet? I ordered mine a month ago. And <laughs> I was like, Oh, I have not. I am sad about it, but yeah. Also it's coming from Latvia. Why is yours? Com- mine's coming from the States. Shout out to Latvia. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. They have different warehouses, and I guess they dispatch them for whichever is like. Mine's in coming from of like Illinois, I think it was, and it just has the same thing on it that it's like it left the country and is on the way to Canada, but it's been like that for weeks, so I don't know what's happening. Oh, also, I hope this doesn't uh, deter people from ordering our merch. Oh I'm yeah, sure we should. It's we get shouldn't right be saying this. <laughs> Everyone, yeah. don't worry. This was Order my sneaky way of shaming them into not complaining <laughs> yeah. about the delivery time. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like I've ordered Amazon isn't as fast as it once was. Like for certain products, I'm not getting it the same fucking day I ordered it, which is ridiculous to begin with. And I have felt myself being like, ugh, like this is so annoying. But, yeah, 100%. you know, I wouldn't go as far as to, like, call the company <gasps> and complain. There's new activity on my Terry Foxy lady's hat. It says it <sighs> arrived at customs yesterday and is being processed at a local distribution center. Ooh, I wonder where mine's at. Beautiful. Anyway. It's nice um, that it's traveling the world. Yeah, I feel good about that. Oh, All right. Alone. There's a... Sh- alone there's a show called alone or all one 
whichever you prefer. Reality TV, wilderness, escape. We've got one Canadian on the show. Keelan Maroney competing for a million dollars in the Canadian Arctic for a hundred days to survive in the harsh isolation. (sighs) Yes. They're along the shore of Great Slave Lake and the Northwest Territories. And this show, I guess, is completely real. They don't have camera crews. The people have to film everything themselves. Uh, You're allowed to bring 10 items only. And apparently no one has made the 100 days. I feel like she will. Yeah, you have hopes. She lives in like the Arctic already. So she already knows what she's doing. Yeah, she has like expeditions and... Have you guys ever watched the show? Yeah, but I don't really remember it. It's essentially what it sounds like. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna pose the question which one of us would survive, but it's obviously Ainsley because she's a camping lady. A camping lady. <laughs> like you like to go in the wilderness without a lot of warning. All of a sudden, you're like, "Bye, guys, I'm that's leaving." You're like, "Sorry, I was in a yurt." I was like, "Oh, yeah. that's why I couldn't get a hold of you for the past couple yeah. of years." I think I would last the longest, Sonia would last the second longest, and then it would be Brayden and Jenna would perish instantly. Yeah, I was, I was, I thought a lot about it and I was like, I think I would fare, like get by for a couple days and then just wither away because I have a hard time, um, I don't know, I'm better at like showing up for other people and like I'll cook for not just my I never like cooking for myself you know I like cooking for other people because I can't be accountable for my but if you're in a survival situation where you're alone you're not going to be like hmm what can I do for other people like your your emotions (laughs) switch onto like instinct right so you wouldn't you can't explain how you would act out there really I do kind of get your point to that extent, Jenna, too, though. Um, I know this is such lower stakes, but even I had, like, Sonia over last night, and it was the first time I had eaten dinner in a very long time because there were other people there. There was an audience. (laughs) But, um, like, when by myself, I, like, think about it a lot less often about my survival and... (laughs) Yeah. I mean, obviously, I guess I'd be like, oh, God, I need a fire. I'm cold. But you're a fake girl. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I think I would like uh, I wouldn't be able to do the tasks and I'd get very like anxious and overridden by Maybe your by instinct that, but... would be just like you trying to find other people <laughs> Also, it's crazy I was uh, reading about it and I guess they usually receive 5,000 video submissions and then they choose 20 from that um, who have exceptional and diverse skill sets and then they go to an intensive boot camp in upstate New York, during which they're objectively evaluated by third-party professionals that are assessing their survival skills as well as their physical and mental fortitude. So I wouldn't even make it like past that. You so, would not pass the psychological. Yeah, I would not at all. <laughs> Jenna just blacks out. <laughs> I think. Um, I guess that's probably for them also to like avoid legal issues, right? Or no? Oh, for sure. Well, yeah, they have to make sure that you're prepared like and that you could like theoretically survive. They don't want to throw someone in who's got like paranoid delusions or probably even like an anxiety disorder. Like even regular reality shows like Survivor um, will like screen you out if you have any like a history of depression because like... 
it's a liability. Yeah, Dil- I I rented out this like cabin out in the middle of nowhere for Dylan's birthday in a couple weeks, and um, we're only going there for like a like a handful of nights. But um, you have to like it's completely isolated, and you have to like cross two lakes and like hike through the fucking wilderness and stuff. And we even have to sign a waiver for that, and it's just like an Airbnb. <laughs> like <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. what you have to sign away. You literally have to be like. I know what I'm doing. If I die, it's not your fault. Ainsley, whenever I've, uh, <laughs> whenever I camped with you, I would be like nervous to perform the like <laughs> campground duties. Like I specifically <laughs> remember one time I was like tending the fire and moved a log, and you were like, "Wow, what a dumb place for that fucking log." That was a really <laughs> stupid move, and I was like, "Oh god," I felt like I had this like. Person. I'm I'm very very fucking bossy when I camp. Like no one touches the yes. fire unless like I completely create it first. Then you can like add logs on later. But like, don't try to make a fire. Like, don't try to tell me what to do. You're not steering the canoe. I am. Like, it's just not happening. Ain't yeah, you're really authoritative. Sterner. I'm scared of like fucking wildlife, so that would be my downfall. Like, I think I could be alone in the woods for a little bit if I prepared. Um, but like, I'm just such a little pussy when it comes to like bears and like fucking wolves and shit. Everyone's like, they're more scared of you than you are of them. Just be be big and loud. And I'm like, I would just like shit my pants and fucking. I would oh, do yeah. whatever you're not supposed to do. Like if they were, you know, when they say, oh, with grizzly bear, if they come at you, you need to lie down. Like I wouldn't, I would, I would start flailing around making myself look like a fucking uh, threat and it would tear me to shreds. Like even when I, what's the, what's the opposite of a sterner? A paddler. (laughs) Like a paddler. Like, I feel like I'm like a passive camper. Like I have to be directed. I like camping, but I need Mm -hmm. a leader and like an Ainsley, a sterner there to tell me what to do therefore i wouldn't thrive alone like the people that go on the show need to be the sterners of the world right yeah that's a very good point and they, they get to bring 10 items so besides the obvious like flint and like what what, what are some good items to bring a tarp probably would be beneficial oh, a book silly <laughs> or serious i would bring My what would you bring to cheer you up <laughs> can you bring your cat bruce my cat Bruce, not your cat. That would be really funny seeing you pull out like your items from your bag, <laughs> Braden on the show, and you bring. You just casually like pull the Bruce out, <laughs> and then there would be like I don't know, like a hat you really like. You'd be like, I just like this hat. I just think it's cool. I think just like yeah. good weapons. I never probably, feel like, better than moves. wearing a bucket hat. <laughs> the cubano what would your guys's uh top three items be that you would bring on this mission like seriously Oof. what would your top three items be well no I cats guess the, the basics right a, a knife sunscreen and you're not allowed to bring that i read i because <laughs> it's yeah, not necessary read, if you know how to protect yourself in the wilderness. i read a list of things you're not allowed to bring you're not allowed to bring fuel or matches bug spray or repellent sunscreen or chapstick mm-hmm. sunglasses beauty products or maps um that makes sense because mm-hmm. that, that would like kind of ruin the uh fishing rods lures flies and bait kits and fishing traps also you're not allowed to bring a journal and because they oh. want you to you have to 
communicate every emotion that you're feeling on camera because they want that's that content. very interesting yeah. that's a good idea i remember that reminds me of when we were at sean's cottage and we were asking people like how long they thought they could survive outside and most of us were normal we're like not very long and then our friend was it was riley <laughs> was like I, I i could do a good job we were like so what would you do if you were in the wilderness he was like i'd go to a house and steal newspaper <laughs> to start a fire and we're like no that's not part of it <laughs> you're not understanding the game <laughs> that's how much you would not survive in the wilderness you can't even like conceive <laughs> i feel like i would die because of the sunscreen thing and like i would be but on the arctic no oh but no even more so in the arctic but you there are different ways to protect yourself right you just because like for us it's like we go out in the summertime we wear shorts and tank tops and then put sunscreen on but when you're in a wilderness situation you're not fucking romping around in a tank top and a skirt you know like you're wearing full clothes that cover your body up to protect you from the elements it's not the same you wouldn't need the and high-waisted jean (laughs) shorts She another <laughs> another thing she said was that she gained a lot of weight for the show. Yeah. So she like was just fucking drinking olive oil to like pack on the pounds, which I thought was interesting. What do I you know win? Money. Five hundred dollars in U.S. dollars. No, I thought it was a million. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess when it's transferred over to Canadian, but I think it's five hundred grand. No. Oh, US. I thought it was a million too. I don't know. And and the bragging rights, I'm sure. Like if you won a loan then that would be pretty cool. I'd be like, oh shit, respect. I feel like she Aisley, would be super Can we nominate you to it. apply on behalf of the Terry Foxy ladies? Um, sure, but I'd need to do like a hell of a lot of fucking training for that. Yeah. We'll help you. We'll support you. Yeah. I'll provide I'll you I'll give you all my tips and tricks. Don't worry. I would be I'd bring so a bucket hat to this. <laughs> I feel like it would have dual functionality. One, protect my head and face from the sun's harmful rays. Two, it would make me feel safe and secure. I three, you could you could Mental use it as like a bowl for berries. Uh, that's yeah, I was true. thinking about its bowl capabilities. Yeah, as at well. first I Lots thought of it of like to put water, and I was like, wait, the water would seep through. Like <laughs> bowls are the least of your fucking priorities. <laughs> like I know, but that fuck? it's just an added benefit. <laughs> It's a multi But I feel like because they surround my head, like I feel <laughs> safe and secured. Not like I'm using the same word. You see a moose and you're like shaking. You put on the hat yeah. and instantly yeah. you're like, yeah, it's like confidence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and like it makes you feel like you can do anything you put your mind to, and you feel like an explorer. This is the most bizarre explanation I go on of a this bucket show. hat. <laughs> oh. Didn't you guys... You guys went camping a lot in Vancouver or BC, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. And I specifically remember... I can't remember if the, if, I, if this was when I was in that outpatient rehab program or not, but what, was I Ainsley? And like that's why we were like, oh, we have to be sober. I don't remember I mean, this experience. Yeah, why would you, you guys have on to purpose explain. go sober camping? You must have had okay, to. We, okay, so but we went sober camping. that's not accurate, though. Like, 90% Ainsley, of the camping I've done in my life is sober camping. Like, maybe we weren't drinking because jenna you were in that thing but like i, I camped no, without you doing like s- sober camping every other time we went camping with you we got blackout drunk so i'm just using that as a uh, fucking like uh, reference measure. point yeah um but i remember we went camping with two other men tyler and donald and like 
there was a fire ban and we all had headlamps on and we didn't know what to do when we got there and we were all just sitting around the picnic table like you know when there's not something really to do and you all just stare at the campfire we were all just like staring at each other like with the headlamps on and then we played manhunt that was so fun and tyler put on this like all black outfit and it was just it was at like that a tactical point of, like, outfit yeah and i was so overwhelmed because it's at that point at dusk when like your eyes kind of play tricks on you because it's getting darker and you're in the forest and he was <laughs> just like yes it was it was so spooky i had a very uh, different perception of this camping trip like i thought it was fun all around and didn't even really like realize that it was this whole like sober camping trip like at all <laughs> I remember we said we don't know what to do because we're not drinking. <laughs> I know, but I feel like we were probably joking. Like, up to that point, literally 90% of the camping I've done in my life <laughs> was without drinking. the difference drinking. between an alcoholic and a non-alcoholic. <laughs> You're like, the whole thing revolved around the fact that we weren't drinking. And it's Guys, like, Guys, you remember <laughs> fucking going to White Sands, which isn't even a camping oh, experience. God. It's literally a desolate landscape. There's, yeah. like, five trees. And, like, That's where you're hopes lucky. and dreams go to die. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's made for partying like you just it's like where all the like high schoolers go for prom and yeah it's not a campground it's an outdoor like festival with no music yeah doing that sober would be fucked and it was like a social thing too where i wouldn't i'd have to get like a certain level of drunk to be like okay now's the time i'm just gonna go and like stumble around to different groups of people and try to spark conversation and ask them for drugs (laughs) and it doesn't take that long to find them no i met the first time we went i met my boyfriend of three years like randomly in a field like i like drunk (laughs) i think i think me and ainsley like stumbled over to a campsite and i was like this guy's cute and then like three years later we were together still so you can truly find love it's kind of like find love at way. White there's Sands. like a little gold nugget amongst all the shit sometimes but i remember going yeah. camping at white sands and from like going to another person's campground and it was all set up so like immaculately and they all had like food and stuff and like they all like were clean and then I went back to our campsite and from afar it looked like we had a fire going and I was like oh we actually have a fire going that's great and I approach it and it's my fucking chair on fire I'm like who the fuck threw my chair in the fucking fire all our clothes are just like strewn in the trees like crumpled up in the dirt to quote dry off no like a bunch of like food is just like empty under i was like this is such a mess it um, honestly was like, like camping survival up. but in a much different way it was yeah. like, yeah, it's like was how much like, can your mind overdose. handle <laughs> don't like commit like a top what's the thing where you murder someone on drugs like don't get sunstroke like yeah wear your year, bucket hat yeah last year when we went camping um it was nice because um like it is nice to just disconnect like like i don't like sleeping like when i'm sleeping i'm like why the fuck am i doing this i live in a Mm -hmm. fucking developed country why the fuck am i sleeping on the floor (laughs) in the dirt like eating fucking like wieners this is stupid but during the day it's very nice like no phone no computer you just like sit there you just enjoy you clear your mind i like that one thing i don't like besides sleeping is shitting i don't fucking like shitting outside i I don't like it woodland shit that's like the the best part of camping you just really so what do you wipe with like, what do you wipe with toilet paper <laughs> leaves 
And then after you, I, I like, never shit because in a, if I'm in any secondary location, this has happened in all my life. Sonia can attest to. We went to Ireland together yeah. for 15 days. I didn't shit once. So <laughs> anytime I'm in a secondary location that is unusual, I just my body shuts down that part of me. So I've never yeah. had to like deal with it, <laughs> which is bad but good. It's a blessing and a curse. When we used to go camping when we were younger with our camp and stuff, it was the same thing with Brayden. We'd be gone for a week, like in the middle of fucking nowhere, and everyone would, Brayden would just be like, "Yeah, I still haven't shit. We're on like day seven, and we're like, what the fuck, man? Like shit." I dangerous. One time I went thirty days. That's that's yeah. I that don't. Was scary. How did that? How did food I think still in your like body? Me- you needed medical intervention. <laughs> to get the shit out your body was just clamped down it was like no holding on for as long we as we can we want this pool speaking of uh, childhood camping my sister and I were just talking about this the other day when we were younger our family would be like okay we're going to Bass Lake to camp for a week and we'd like pack up and everything and in our childhood minds we thought that this was like an hour and a half away and then like a year ago my sister when we moved back up here we're like wait bass lake is 20 minutes from my dad's house and it's just on the outskirts of Aurelia. like it's not in the middle of nowhere um but anyways i i have like a specific memory of um my uncle barry um he there was a sign in the wa- like on the beach at the lake that said e coli uh you know swimming allowed and my uncle barry was like i don't fucking give a shit and like dove f- head first right into the water and that's one of my fondest memories what the fuck <laughs> that's a terrible <laughs> example to- chill <laughs> that was the same thing with rockwood like we would go to rockwood camping as a kid sometimes um and we're from georgetown or whatever and i thought that was much further away and then it's yeah and we, we'd always go to like elora gorge me. too and stuff and we're, we're like it's so far away we're in the middle of nowhere it's like it's right beside a fucking like highway <laughs> yeah you can hear the cars with, but i guess that's like the beauty of children and their wind their wonderment <laughs> yeah. yeah all right any sad. final words about camping in the wilderness i like camping yes i do <laughs> i like camping how about you if anyone has any cool camping places to suggest Hit me up. That's it. Yeah, but Ainsley, you don't take orders. If you suggest a camping place to Ainsley, she will then. I will judge you. Yeah. Yeah. You camping spot, yeah. you fucking idiot. I will so judge you harshly and tell you you're dumb. Yeah. If you want to get abused and some people kind of like that, then go ahead and do that. Yeah. And some people kind of like that. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Um, I, I totally forgot to prepare for this part. Sorry, guys. So I'll do my best. So um, <laughs> as you heard from our com- or I did write a little something. As you heard from our conversation, no one is observing the bubble rule. So get your true daddy age of Corona mask now. Get it as a gift for a friend to commemorate this time. Uh, maybe we can send it to the Coronavirus Museum curators or support <gasps> us on idea. our website. Or follow us on all our platforms and leave likes and comments. The absolute unit of the week, thank God I had this saved from a long time ago, is the guy who did the O Canada parody. Um, it, it's it's instead of O Canada, it's O Banana. So and um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna force Jenna to play a little bit of it right now, like on 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 the oh, air. Oh Banana. You are a yellow fruit. 
that grows on trees. Oh well, what else? But it's really good. Instead of O Canada, it's O Banana, and um, I just think it's the best cultural item we have right now. Like of all time from Canada or this moment? At this moment, yes. Oh, I wanted you to double down. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I wanted to too, but I was nervous because I was like, (laughs) I appreciate your honesty. (laughs) (laughs) It just—it literally brings me so much joy when I came across it. Like, did anyone else listen to it when I I posted it? I didn't. I like. What did you think of it, Ainsley? I really liked it. I think I remember telling you that, and you were like, "Thank God," because like I don't—I didn't know how you were gonna react. Yeah, because yeah, you're so, um, like, what's, not spontaneous. Like, you are spontaneous, but you're also unpredictable. That's it. You're unpredictable. I'm an enigma. So I was like, Ainsley's either going to hate this or she's going to be, like, on board. And I was yeah. very pleased to know that you were on board. Yeah, you never know. There's a yeah, fine- Ainsley has a very unpredictable meter for what she finds funny. And you think you have yeah. a surefire. You're like, Ainsley will love this. And she's like, what the fuck is this? And then sometimes you're like, guys, this, like, thing is so funny and it's, out of left field (laughs) yeah like when i i had such a hit and miss actually this was like a a collective thing from all of you when i sent those pictures of me with my helmet on and like my bike (laughs) outfit and ainsley you're like i don't understand this at all like jenna it's just you with a helmet on being jenna and i was like oh my god i'm so surprised yeah it really was you were just like you were just you and i was being you but you generating any like special (laughs) feelings in me yeah it was i was sadden me uh also i just want to say for all our listeners please vote for us on for the roadcast contest uh we submitted a one to two minute like teaser clip we could win a bunch of great uh podcasting equipment so go to myroadcast.com and just search us and vote please we could get the people's choice award Oh, and yep. if your name is Chad Holmes and you're from Georgetown, please contact us. Yes, yeah, contact us. That. We want to hear we from you. We know you. all about you. Don't worry. It's all good you stuff. You is yeah. in quotes. You don't even understand how how long I have spent trying to find this fucking... I've scoured through, like, <laughs> antique fucking Georgetown newspaper records looking at all the names of, like, House League hockey and stuff. Like, I cannot fucking find House this League. guy. And also fucking um, near Dylan's house on the bridge, like, some, somebody... It's not funny. I'm sorry that I'm laughing, but somebody, I think, jumped off the bridge and committed suicide. So there's, like, flowers and shit there and the other night. I was like, let's go walk the dogs and see who it is. And Dylan was like, imagine if it was Chad Holmes. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> so sorry to whoever but, that is. I'm so sorry. Like, I truly but it could really be part of the elaborate <laughs> prank yeah. to kill yeah. off Chad Holmes. <laughs> yeah, we all know who the fucking real one One of these is. days, we're going to meet a guy named Chad Holmes, and we're all going to just, like, burst out <laughs> laughing, and he's going to be so confused and scared and we're gonna be like you have no idea how important you are to us you have no idea you will never know all right well so long stay in your bubble absolutely of the week is the oh banana guy and i'm getting a kitten today so everyone wish me luck that it loves me and everything goes smoothly oh okay yeah (laughs) good luck luck. yeah thank you good luck (laughs) Be, be free yes Stay true to your bubble. Stay vigilant.